On this edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad, presented by Kia, we give you a Magic season preview. Dante Marcatelli, David Steele, Jeff Turner, and George Galante get together to give a look, a behind-the-scenes look at the upcoming season for the Orlando Magic, including all the changes that have taken place inside Amway Center to make sure the building is ready and as safe as possible to welcome fans on opening night. We'll also give you our thoughts on Cole Anthony and Chuma Okiki, two rookies that plan to factor in huge for the Orlando Magic this upcoming season. Also, our take on Markel Fultz and maybe the year that lies ahead for him. And can Nick Vucevic get to another gear at age 30 in the NBA? We absolutely believe that he can. So lots to cover as we preview the upcoming season for the Orlando Magic on this edition of Pod Squad, presented by Kia. This is Aaron Gordon of the Orlando Magic. This is Evan Fournier. This is Jonathan Isaac. This is Mo Bamba. Check out what's new with the Orlando Magic Pod Squad. The host of characters give you a behind-the-scenes look at Magic basketball. The Magic Pod Squad has you covered. Subscribe and rate on iTunes and the Google Play Store today. And this podcast is presented to you by Kia, official vehicle of the Orlando Magic, and it's great to have Pod Squad back together again. Myself, George Galante, David Steele, Jeff Turner, just the four of us, guys, which is exciting. We're going to have a lot of time to throw some thoughts out there, and it also means uh, zero people were interested in joining us as a guest. So I'm not quite sure how I feel about that. No guests this week, huh? We couldn't. We couldn't. Well, I guess that falls on me, doesn't it? We, we no, we got too uh, much. We got too much to get to. We're doing got a season preview. We got lots to cover. That might be easier. Just soup? Are we doing anything with soup or anything? I mean, we haven't done that in a while, right? We're gonna have to do something with soup. I hope I'm not going to see you guys ever again. I feel like this is the only time I'm ever going to. I can't even see you at the home games. I can't even see you there. How strange is that, guys? This right? We did a couple of preseason games. We're going to open this thing up for real this week. This is the closest we can get to George now, right? (laughs) We're getting tested. We, me, Jeff, and David had our first test the other day. This. George is in what the red zone. George is in a different zone. zone. For those that don't, yeah. For those that don't know, there are three zones now in the arena. Um, There are there's the red zone, and then there's the yellow zone, and there's the green zone. Honestly, I couldn't tell you the difference. I know there's you know there's differences in testing. Uh, I'm getting tested every day because I'm in a different tier. Uh, I don't think you have to, it looks like you don't have to shave in the red zone. That's a big No, difference. no, shave. I, I've given up on a lot of things. I sh- I did shower this morning though. I, I showered. Okay. I've given my, up on a lot of which, <laughs> which my wife was, yeah, I'm get, I just, I can't, I don't have time. I, I can't do it. I don't even want to do it. Can you it. go home if you're in the red zone or do you just stay at the arena your whole life? You can go home, but you gotta, you gotta watch when you come back because there has to, I have to, it's, it's just crazy. It's things are crazy and it's wild, but we're getting, you know, the, the important thing is, is, is we're getting it done, right? I mean, we're getting it done and we're getting to play basketball. That's the most important right, yes, thing. Nobody wants we're, to and we're, we're staying, keeping people safe. We're right? trying to be safe. Yes. Right. Yes. We're doing our best. And you know what? We're safe. starting year 32 of magic basketball, David, I would argue you've never gone through anything like this. As you start no, that's an easy season. argument. That's, <laughs> that's a pretty safe, pretty safe bet. Go on on that limb, Dante. You're in, you're in pretty good shape. That's uh, just a conversation. That's not an argument. Good, good understanding. No, good that's under- right. But how is it for you? You're, let everybody know what the yellow zone is, David, and, and where you're I'm at. I'm not sure, Dante. I, I just know I, I, I have to, you know, I, I follow the signage. I see the colors. I follow my path. I go where I'm supposed to go. I keep my head down. You know, I try not to, to get in trouble with the security uh, 
um, whoever, what do we got? We got a, some watchdog or something, right. To make sure we, we we're do. in the right places and we have a compliance we go to the right officer. compliance. Right. So right. I, I'm trying to stay out of trouble. I want to do things the right way. I, you know, that yeah. was, that, that, that's the way I, I in school. I was the guy that followed the rules and, you know, kept it in the, in the middle of the road. So I'm trying to stay in the middle of the road. Yes. I'm trying to do yeah. it the so, right way. And Dante, it's tough for David because, you know, we all know that on game nights or David likes to wander, like, you know, yes, during he, the, he yes, likes he to wander around the arena and go visit yeah. people. No wandering anymore. I can't wander. No wandering. So he's just stuck right there in our one little spot in the yellow zone. You know, when you Surround. wander, you bump into people and you, you know, you ah. get to know, you develop relationships. And, uh, you know, that's that's probably what I miss more than anything else. Just the inability to wander. And, and that's probably the part George likes the most. And foster and foster, <laughs> that's, you know, friendships and relationships. It's the complete opposite of what I like about this. <laughs> that's, why we, that's why we do so. That's why this thing works so well. That's we right. got polar opposites across the board. The Everybody box. has different a different take on social distance. Got to keep it balanced. Yo, I my social distance is like three blocks. If I can keep three blocks <laughs> right. from everybody, I'm you're good. You're fair with that. But that's Jeff, right. I just know I know at least for home games, you're looking at the players in front of you. You guys are actually yes. calling a game with live players right in front of you instead of off a monitor. I know you're thrilled about that. Yeah, it was quite an adjustment for for both of us. I guess especially David, all the years he's called games, had never called one off of a monitor. Um, really, that, that's just a TV set. You know, we're just we're just watching TV. So we did that through the bubble, the playoffs, and then a uh, couple of radio only. Fifteen games we did that. So yeah, right. um, the other night against Charlotte, uh, doing that very first one and actually seeing the players. You know, for me. Uh, you know, I think David would agree. It, you just see so much more. I mean, it's just, you know, you see what you want to see in the game rather than what um, you're limited to by the camera operator who's covering the game. Um, so, you know, I just, I, I hope, I feel like we're better in person um, because there's, you know, what little atmosphere there is, we're, yeah. we're a part of it. So we can, you know, kind of feed off that. You know, I was going to ask you that now. So you've done both now. You've you've now done off the monitor uh, and and off the TV set, and now you've done in what is almost an empty arena. I know we have fans at the Amway Center, which is great, but it's it, it's not nearly what you're used to. What? Tell me what that is like being in an, in an almost empty arena and calling a game, guys. Well, Jeff played for the Nets, you know, when his career started <laughs> at the Brendan Byrne Arena. So yes. and I remember broadcasting games back in the, you know, the early 90s so, at the so Brendan Byrne Arena. There were two yeah, or 3,000 right. people in attendance. So, it, you know, I, we've okay. all we've had experience with that. Right, right. JT? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, you can hear, you know, I think as a player, you hear, you know, the, the crazy hecklers maybe a little bit more. Um but even that, though, for, you know, as a player, that's still, you know, there's noise. There's, uh, you know, there's something going on. There's a little bit of buzz. It's a tiny buzz, but it's um, it's something. So, yeah, I'm hoping, you know, and from a broadcasting standpoint, George, I think it's for us. Um, you know, the one thing I worried about is it was going to be so quiet that the players would hear David and I talking. But we are removed from the floor. Right. Um, and we've got a huge sheet of plexiglass in front of us. So um, 
deflects the sound as well as you know the germs that David's spewing as he's talking too. So <laughs> your stat guy, you're keeping his germs away, all that stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a much safer environment. Do you guys hear George down on the court? Do you hear him yelling? I was just gonna ask I haven't heard George yet. I, I have I not heard, heard George. I let out have a couple yet? last game just to see if you could test it. If it, uh, I, I let George. I I let Ben Where Taylor have you, it a couple George, times during the game. By the way, where are you? I'm right now in my in where I normally am in my second row uh, spot there. Uh, so we're 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 still in the same spot for now until I get booted out and told to go somewhere else. So so I'm, I'm in my. There's second. no way, Dante. Dante, there's no way that George is his usual self yelling at the referees because he's got no nowhere way. to hide. Right, but I have my mask on. But I have my mask on. Oh, he's got his mask on. The mask is on. I might just keep the mask on for games, no matter how far, (laughs) how long I work. I'm just going to keep them on forever. Nobody can Can see. I don't. I don't have to do this anymore. (laughs) I'm going to give you one of these. Normally, he's over there yelling, and the referee turns around and looks over, and he's turned his head, looking some other direction, and. The guy's looking at me and David like, why are you yelling at me like this? <laughs> right, I know. We're pointing, we're pointing over our shoulder. And then yeah. I'm pointing over and my Dante. shoulder. <laughs> He's become good at throwing his voice. We've all been caught with the ref looking at us. It's not us. It's yeah. not us. Well, guys, we got a couple of preseason games down. We're two and two. We're looking forward to opening night and in the regular season. Just give us your thoughts, you know, David, JT, what, what you, your impressions of this team. We Vooch leading score with 19 points a game. Cole Anthony, I think, is a guy that Magic fans are, are really going to like. What were some of your impressions from the preseason before we start this thing? Go ahead, JT. I, I'd be interested to hear your your thoughts. No, I, I you know, I've I've been impressed. Um, you know, I I was uh, one of the things I was a little bit worried about going in um, was our depth, um, but the play of uh, Cole Anthony and Chumo Kiki and. Uh, and Dwayne Bacon, um, you know, all new players to um, the team this year. Um, they've done some good things. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I think Cliff gave everybody an opportunity um, to kind of get in game rhythm. We had four games. Some teams had less. Um, everybody really played. You know, T. Ross only got a couple, but he he looked sharp. Um, so I think there's a hopefully there's a rhythm. Um, I think the last game against Charlotte, we saw that they just really haven't had time to prepare. At the end of the game, Charlotte threw a, uh, a full court press uh, on the Magic. And, you know, Steve said after the game, it's not something that, that we worked. We haven't had time to work against that. Um, and it was a, it was a group, uh, uh, the second unit, you know, Chuma and Cole had not, you know, been with that group. I think if it was our first unit, they would have handled it fine. So then I think I, you I said, think this, I think that your the word he used was miserable. We looked miserable handling. Yeah. Well, you know, and but that was to be expected. You know, yeah. normally right. what's funny is you don't see uh, NBA teams press a lot because really that you know they're so good. Players are so good. They should be able to go right through that and score at the other end very quickly. So. Um, it was a little surprising to see how we kind of fell apart uh, with Charlotte's press, but understandable if it's the first time you've seen it with a certain group. So um, I think there were a lot of good things. I, I think we're poised, I hope, um, to start the season well. I think that's, David, I would say that's probably, for me, um, the most important thing for this Magic team. You know, over the first 10 games, we really can't fall below 500, I think, with a shortened season. 
Yeah, and the schedule is challenging. And uh, I, you know, I get the sense that Coach Clifford and the staff and the players they're 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 really dialed into that. That they there's a, an urgency to get off to a good start. And uh, because practice, you know, they they hit the floor running. I mean, they went right into scrimmaging and uh, putting in offense. A lot of work on offense to try and make sure that they can execute. Um, a little more emphasis on offensive rebounding and maybe stealing a few yeah. points here and there on the offensive glass. I think that's been interesting to watch. And uh, I've been really, really pleased to see how Vucevic has come back with not surprised at all, but I mean, I'm really impressed with Vuce, the way he played in the, in the postseason and the bubble and uh, in the, the first round matchup against Milwaukee, it looks like he's just picking up right where he left off. He's uh, he is really at age 30. You know, I was thinking about it. It's not that unusual, really, for a guy to to make a step at this point. Think about Jimmy Butler. He was 30 last year. He took a he took a pretty significant leap in his career and his his maturity. You know, just the way that he handles himself on the floor and um, the the awareness, um, his teammates, just making everybody better. I thought Jimmy Butler made a big step at age 30. Vucevic is 30 years old. You know, he's in his 10th year in the NBA, and I don't think it's crazy to think that a guy who is as serious about his profession as, as Vooch and works as hard is not capable of taking a step forward in his career at age 30. I think Vooch is doing that. I think we're seeing it. So I hope he stays healthy. I hope all of our guys can, can stay healthy for the most part. I think that's such a huge part of how uh, teams are going to be able to succeed or not this year. And uh, I, I like our depth. You think about it. There's no uh, Farouk. There's no Ennis. There's no Bamba. Those three guys, I think they're probably all three in the rotation, right? I mean, uh, they're if not, sure. they're right there. I mean, they're guys that you can count on. So that that's three of three of your top, you know, not top five perhaps, but three guys that you're counting on to provide uh, help that we haven't had yet. So um, you know, I I, th- I like the team's depth. I think we have some things going for us that that are going to be good. Jeff, you and I were talking coming out. Uh, comparing where Cole Anthony is right now to what we've had from DJ Augustine for the last three years, DJ really solid backup point guard and part-time starter could fill in and do a a great job in either role. Um, Cole Anthony, he's, I mean, you know, you think about it. I've thought about it a lot. You and I had this discussion, Jeff, walking out of the arena, you know, or, or where is Cole, where are, where are the magic right now at this point without DJ and with Cole Anthony in that spot? Cole was pretty impressive in those preseason yeah. games. I think we're in good shape there, don't you? Yeah, and and again, that's you know I was concerned about the depth, right? With uh, you know putting a lot on a shortened preparation time for Cole Anthony um, to step in. You know he's not, you know he doesn't have the experience, obviously, of a DJ Augustine, uh, comfortable, uh, comfortable, you know, I guess, uh, understanding of what Cliff wants to do. Uh, from you know, what his point guard needs to do. Um, but I tell you what, Cole makes up for it in his uh, in the fire with, which he plays with. I mean, that, that sucker is competitive, um, and, and he just gets after it. So, um, you know, I, I, it's not fair. Dave and I were having a conversation. I don't think it's fair to compare the two, but I think that it's not as big a gap as maybe we thought. Um, going into the season. So um, now, again, as we all know, this was preseason games, right? Like, right, you know, right. playing, you know, in Atlanta, you know, against a, a backup point guard and, and Brandon Goodwin or, 
you know, what he saw, you know, a fellow rookie and LaMelo Ball. Um, it's going to be a little bit different than playing against Goran Dragic and uh, Russell Westbrook or, sure. you know, even sure. Ish Smith, a veteran player that he's going to see over the next few games. So, um, but, I, you know, I just have this feeling about him that it, because he he plays with such fire and, so, you know, such a competitor, I think he'll figure it out pretty quickly. You know, it's interesting. You, you, that, I mean, that's a guy that's got you guys like his star quality. He seems to have that, that competitive nature, a great pedigree. George, what kind of guy is he? You get to spend a little bit of time with us. We've never really met him face to face yet, but he seems to be an impressive, <laughs> seems to be an impressive individual. And I know this front office was happy to get him. That's crazy, right? That you got, I mean, I, and I was, I didn't really even think about that until you just we said, it. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know if you're going to get to meet him all year, which is yeah. mind blowing. Um, he's great. I mean, he has fit right in. Uh, he's got a great personality, very outgoing. Um, but at the same time, he knows, you know, he's a rookie and he's trying to learn and he's trying to feed off of what, uh, you know, some of these other guys, these veterans have, have, have known for years. So uh, he's fit right in. He's been great with the media. He's been spectacular. Uh, every time we ask him to do something, he's, he's right on point and he's engaged and he's personable. So I, we're, we're very happy with, uh, with Cole from that aspect. So, and, and just like you guys said, I think on the floor, he's been, he's been yeah. great. If, if, if he can, if he can get that outside shot going and, and just be consistent with that, I think the sky's the limit for, for him. He's a second leading scorer among rookies, small sample size, but just preseason games, but the scorers can score. You guys know that you're always mentioning that David, you brought up Vooch and I think it's interesting you know, he 22 field goals is all he needs, and, and no magic player in franchise history will have scored more field goals than Nick Vucevic. So he'll do that two or three games into the season. So a lot of you know, by the time folks are listening to this, it might have already happened. His legacy, I mean, he's gonna be one of the greats of all time in a magic uniform. And I talked to him a couple of minutes ago for for opening night. We did an interview with him, and he said at 25 or 26 years old listening to all the national media and all that, I, I thought that was the best I was going to be. He goes, and I was feeling pretty good at 25. And I said, this could be a decent career. And he goes, but the last few years, I've just felt so much more comfortable the way I see the game, the, the way things have slowed down. And so you guys are right. I mean, he's gotten to another level and David, he's going to be in the pantheon of magic greats. He, he already is. Yeah. What you just said is what I was going to say, Dante. He already is. He's there. Yeah. I mean, right. uh, you just look in the record books. Um, he's in the top – I believe he's in the top five in games, points, rebounds, blocks even, um, you know, all the all the key categories. He's right. there. Um, you know, he's, he's had a tremendous career. To think about how we got him too, it was the, the Dwight Howard trade. You know, it was the Dwight Howard trade when Dwight forced his way out what was that? 2011, 2012. 12, yeah, and, 12. Uh, and Vooch, uh, Vooch was a young guy. We hardly knew anything about him. He played one year in Philadelphia um, after, a, you know, kind of a so-so career at, at USC and was the 16th pick in the draft in the first round. And he didn't play much as his rookie year in Philadelphia, but uh, boy, what, what a, what a tremendous uh, pickup that turned out to be at this point. Uh, you know, where, where Vooch is now compared to where Dwight Howard, Dwight has had a hall of fame career, obviously, but sure. um, that, that, uh, that didn't turn out too badly ultimately for the magic, did it? No, JT, no, he, 
Go ahead, Can George. I ask you a question? I want to ask you a question. Yeah. With Vooch taking this step, like with the way he's progressed and even just with the bubble, as a teammate, because we, we maybe had discussions for years that maybe on our own team, we don't really know who the best player is, right? Some nights it's Aaron Gordon, some nights it's Evan Fournier. This has been the way it's been for six, seven years. Can even his team look at how he's progressed and, and realize that this guy probably probably is our best player and we should do everything we can to center everything, you know, through him. Yeah, I, I think most of the guys know it. And if they forget, I think Steve Clifford reminds them during yeah. games. Uh, we, we'll see, you know, Vooch go up and down the floor a few times and not touch the basketball. It's a quick timeout. And, you know, we go right to him a couple of times. But, um, yeah, I, I think as a teammate, you know, you know, right? Like you, you can't fool guys. They know, you know, how the things go. And even the nice that Vooch isn't our leading scorer, he's still our best player. Um, because of what he does to create opportunities um, for the rest of his teammates. I thought it was interesting what Dante said in his conversation. And, you know, we talk about this all the time when a player reaches his prime, right? And so, you know, 25 years old, you know, Vooch is, you know, probably physically feeling like he's, he's got it all. But there, there really is something to it those next five years, Um and, and even a little bit longer where the game changes for you, right? Like you just, you see it differently. It's easier. Um, you know, the, you know what you have to do, not only on game nights, but to make sure that you're ready uh, for the game. You've learned, you've seen just about everything. Good grief. Over the last two playoff uh, series, Vucevic has seen everything that can be thrown at him, whether it was Toronto or Milwaukee. Um, yeah. So I think that's part of it too, right? Like he's in a place where he's feeling comfortable. Okay. All right. You know, you guys want to do this? I'm going here. You know, I can, you know, and he's, and he's also comfortable um, not necessarily being in the spotlight too. Um, and I think that's something guys respect as well. He's okay. You know, David referenced Jimmy Butler. Um, you know, I think to me, that's one of the strengths of Jimmy Butler is, you know, I'm okay with the other guys doing their thing. Right. When it's time and you need me, I'm here for you, right? I'll, I'll, I'm yeah. willing to step up and be the guy. And I think Vooch has gotten to that point as well. Um, he takes just much pleasure in, you know, making a, a great pass or setting a great screen, but he understands now when we need a bucket, um, you know, those you – know, it's got to touch his hands at some point in the possession. Oh, that's well said. Can you guys explain to me – some of the angst with Evan Fournier and Magic fans. Can, can you explain, guys coming off a career year, all right, almost 19 points a game, almost 40% from three, like 39.9. Guy had an unbelievable year, yet any kind of mistake or any off-shooting night, some, there are a portion of Magic fans that will let him know about it. I, I, I don't know what I'm missing. I, maybe you guys have seen the chatter or – Maybe you guys can speculate, but I just ignore it. I ignore the chat. Yeah, <laughs> and do. I hope Evan does too, because there, there really is like, it's, it's mind blowing sometimes, like you yeah. said, when you, you just the angst. And I, I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't have any idea what that is. I don't either. Does he know? I think it is must it, be maybe the expectation. Go ahead, Dante. That's a good question. I don't yeah, know. Your question. I, 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 I like to think that I, you know, in my head, these guys don't, you know, we'll, in the old days, it was like, well, I don't read the paper. I don't pay attention to what the press on, says. Jeff. But 
<laughs> but it's different now, right? Because these guys are all, you know, they're all on their social media accounts and then that's where they get blasted. Yeah. And every, you know, every 14 year old in his basement thinks he, you know, thinks he's a tough guy and wants to send something to, you know, they want to just at him, right. You know, that just goes right to him. I don't know how you, I don't, I don't know how you do ignore all of it. It's some, some of right, it has right. to leak through that. You know, it's just not a, not as much of a barrier as there used to be. Right. JT. Yeah, no doubt. But, you know, again, I want, I'll, I'll go back. Evan's coming off a career year and, and just kind of, you know, and I hate to just keep saying the same thing over and over again, but look at, look at where Evan is. He's 28 years old. He's a brand new father. I think he approaches everything just a little bit differently. Um, he's rolling in. He's in those prime years. We've seen the same thing happen with Terrence Ross. T. Ross over the last, yeah. you know, year or two has really gotten into nothing seems to phase them, you know, and, and agree. And I, and I say that not knowing, um, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not seeing what they are, you know, seeing on their social media. Um, I am social media literate by, by design. <laughs> but you got good, your good. Zoom up. You got your name on the Zoom, JT. That's all that matters. I got my name you did. on my Zoom. That's all that matters. You know, so, um, but anyway, so, you know, I think, um, but that, I think it just goes with, with the, with the, the territory, you know, I mean, Evan, again, he's one of our better players, right? If you say Vooch is the top, you know, if you look at the numbers, then probably you would say Evan's right there. I mean, he has a lot on his plate, um, yeah. you know, at the end of, end of games, you know, a lot of times if we need short clock situation, you know, it's, it's Evan Fournier or Terrence Ross usually, cause they're the two guys that can, uh, can make a play for themselves individually like that. So um, I think, you know, as again, I think that will all go away. I doubt in Evan's mind, there's probably not that much angst about it. Well, to be honest, there are, you can count them on one hand, maybe two hands, players in the NBA who no matter who pretty much you put around them, their team is probably going to contend for a championship. So there's a limited number of those guys. Obviously, right. we don't have one of those guys. So I think what happens, George, to answer your question, where does it come from? I think fans just, they're frustrated because they want the team to win. Um, they, yeah, and, and Evan Fournier can't live up, you know, to what they expect. Neither can Vucevic. Uh, really, right. n- none, none of our guys can. Right. Because we don't have one of those five to ten guys on our team that you know, an Evan Fournier and Nikola Vucevic would fit perfectly around and would be great players, and they are great players. These are, they're, they're, you know, these are some of the greatest athletes, basketball players in the world. Fournier is a tremendous basketball player and athlete, and obviously Vuce too. But uh, I just think the expectations are unrealistic. That's that's the way I look at, you know, where all that yeah, comes from. That's a good from. call. That's a good call. I think that's a great breakdown. I, I just don't. I know we're all in the same boat. We don't we don't understand it, but it's there, and and hopefully you'll you'll rise above all that. Can we all agree? That Markel Fultz looks to be in a really good place, guys. Right? I mean, now we're we're not talking about the injury. We're not talking. He finished a season on his terms, and now we can finally have the discussion about what kind of basketball player is he? Jeff, does the shot look better? I mean, all those kind of things. He looks better physically, and he looks like the shot looks good. He just seems to be in a great place, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so, Dante. I mean, I you know, I've heard people talk about. Um, you know, his release point on his shot and everything. And it, it may be, you know, and I, I think it's still probably a little bit low, but I look at the uh, things like the footwork, right? Like, 
you know, is he ready when he catches it? You know, last year, you know, if he was behind the three-point line, it was pretty much a set shot, right? Like it, he needed right. time uh, and space to get it off. Um, I think he's worked so hard. Um, now you're seeing him if he's coming off of a screen, high screen and roll, they go under rather than having to gather himself and set. And then he's just comfortable stepping right into his shot. So I think he's put in a lot of time uh, to improve that. But, you know, for me, you know, Markel, you know, he's going to work at his shot. It's going to be better. But for me, the thing, even last year, his ability to kind of change pace, um, the way he handles the ball, that it changes directions, never losing sight of the rest of his teammates. Yeah. um, That's to me what makes him special. Um, and his size, um, his, his, I think you're right. And, and for, you know, everything that we've seen, he's come back in such great physical condition. Um, I think he's better defensively. I think that's something that he really wants to be. I I think he's going to have a, a a special year. Um, and again, it, it may not, you know, he may shoot 33 to 35, you know, hopefully from three point range, but you know what? I don't know that that, is as big a deal at this stage of his career. Um, We've got shooters, you know, we just need them to make shots around him. Um, But his ability, uh, Steve threw out a great statistic uh, after the first uh, game against Charlotte the other night that that they count the number of times that the players get into the paint and, and it's a scoring possession, right? And think about that. He said Markel had 14 trips into the paint that led to a bucket for the men. That's that's big time point guard production right there. And and so, you know, it's those things that maybe as casual fans, we don't really see. We're just looking at numbers um, that, you know, those are big. And that's that's great point guard play. And I think he's he's on a really positive upward trajectory. Uh, I'm really excited about Markel and his future. No, he's yeah, it's going to be interesting yeah. to see how it how how it plays out with he and Cole together too. We saw that right. um, at times during the preseason. I'm I'm really intrigued and uh, anxious to see you know a little bit more of that because Cole it looks like he's going to be in that DJ Augustine role where he'll come off the bench, um, he'll play with um, he'll play as the point guard or the lead guard. He'll play with Markel. Um, so th- those minutes are going to be key, key, and I think they fit pretty well together. I I, I think there's a chance for that to be a very good duo in the backcourt. I also think there's no hesitation, right guys? There's no hesitation. If he's, if he's open from three, he's just going to let it fly. There's no, at least that's how I look at it. He, you know, he's, he's not even thinking about it. He's letting it go. He's confident. uh, And he's healthy. He's, he really feels in it. Like, like you said, Dante, he's in a great place. He's in a great place mentally. He's in a great place physically. So I think you could see him taking another, just another step. And that's a, that's going to be big for this magic team to, to be competitive. If he, if he can take that next step and raise his game, even, you know, he doesn't even have to be an all-star just, just another level. Uh, that's going to be great for us. I think. Sure. I agree. All right. You guys give us your thoughts as we kind of do our, our preview here. And, you know, I, I see the predictions, John Hollinger, said yawn if vanilla could sponsor a team maybe it's sponsor the magic <laughs> listen that i made, like that like that, do you guys sometimes you I like vanilla right like, i do I like of, it I, that, would, I like that nice bothered me cone. that huh? bothered me and i hope it bothers them i hope they kind of take some exception to that and and want to prove i don't see how this is a 29 win team 
I could be wrong. I, I know Jonathan Isaac not being here uh, is a, is a big part of it certainly, but I don't, I don't get the 29 win projections that are coming in from a lot of people. You guys tell me where I'm wrong, but I think this second unit is going to have ups and downs with those young guys, but the second unit looks better. If, if Vooch and Fultz are in a better place than like we've been mentioning, I feel like this team can certainly get back to the playoffs and maybe even move up a little bit. Well, I think so too. I, I, I think that there's uh, I think Orlando just uh, as a team has been just kind of overlooked for quite a while since Dwight Howard left. Um, and there were what six years that it wasn't a very good basketball team, but the last couple of years, Steve Clifford has, he's turned that, that around. It, it, it's a team that teams don't like to play because defensively they're going to be one of the top 10 teams in the NBA and they most nights are going to make it difficult for you to play against them. So I don't think that changes. You know, I, I, I don't see that changing at all. I think we're going to be a top 10 defensive team. So it depends on, you know, again, Markel Fultz, can he take a step? Vucevic adding more three point attempts and more efficiency from beyond the arc that changes things offensively. Can you sneak a few more points? on the offensive glass, get a few more second chance points. Can you steal a few points here and there? And uh, defensively, it's going to be a solid team. So I think it's uh, it could easily be in that uh, competing for the number six spot. I've said this on a couple of other podcasts. I think we could be looking at battling for a number six spot and then being one of the teams down uh, trying to, to, to get in the play in tournament. I, that's the range in my opinion. I think we could, uh, we, we could be, if things fall into place, you know, lightning strikes and you get uh, um, health is a big part of it. I think we could be a lot better than the experts, so-called experts are predicting. Yeah, I think, you know, the, the, I, I, I'm the same way. I, I just like, I, I, I think there's been enough change, especially in the Eastern Conference, um, that people are kind of enamored with all the change that's happening, particularly in Brooklyn, yeah. what's happening in Washington, you know, the additions Atlanta's made and everything. Um, you know, there's just, there's so much. Indiana has a new coach. How does the team respond? They're going to play a completely different style, apparently, than they have in the past. Um, mm -hmm. How long is it going to take for them to get up to speed? And then David hit on, you know, the, the major issue in this crazy season. We've got 10 fewer games in the regular season. So when you're talking 30, you know, wins, you know, well, maybe that's where we are, but you know, it's uh, because there are less games. Right. Um, right. But you know, who's going to stay healthy through all of this. Yeah, um, true. Right. That, that is the, the big thing. I, I just, um, I think what we talked about earlier and, you know, I had even forgotten, you know, cause I, you know, you're just kind of focused on what you're seeing on the floor. Um, you know, talking about our depth, you know, with Mobamba and, you know, and, and having Ennis who we have not seen yet. And, you know, uh, eventually chief um, being there as well, that depth, I think, and the continuity, I mean, I still think that's a big issue for us. You know, I, I think all those things kind of add up and we just really don't know, but I just cannot see us not being in the conversation at the right. end for a playoff spot. I just not, you know, this team, um, I think, you know, and with Steve Clifford, you know, pulling the levers, uh, I just don't see how it's not not right there being very competitive. That's the that's the number one thing, right? Like Cliff won't let us 
<laughs> he, really, he just won't let us. He, he just no. will not let us. And so I think that the, you know, the pundits didn't think we would make the playoffs in 2019 and we did. Yeah. And then the pundits didn't think we would make the playoffs in 2020 yeah. because other teams got better and we did. So I, I feel like this is a, a similar situation where just, you know, everybody's just very quick to just be like, ah, Orlando, psh, like it's fine. Like they, they, they got a decent team, but they're not going to do anything. And I think you, I, you know, I think you guys are right. I just, I don't see how uh, we wouldn't at least be in the conversation uh, right. to, to, like you said, David, be in the playoff or play in game, right? Like that, that's, that, I, I would think that that's our floor. Uh, hopefully, you know, knock on wood. I, I just think that the play in game would be our floor. And then, and then you see how things fall. And like JT said, guys are going to go down, whether they go down from uh, injury or, you know, knock on wood, hopefully nobody does, but COVID is, yeah. you know, there's going right. to be situations that, you know, teams don't have their best players possibly. And we could be one of those too. So you just don't know how it's going to be. And you know what, the ball will roll out on the 23rd and then we start keeping track of wins and losses and we'll see how vanilla tastes after that. Just see how vanilla tastes. on there. A yeah, that's sure. right. maybe, yeah. A couple, maybe a couple of chocolate chips in there. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you what, we're not Some getting cookies. any vanilla ice cream on the road. I'll tell you that. You're oh. going to be traveling solo, buddy. We're going to miss you. We're not day. getting anything on the road. I know. Oh. I, you know what? I, I, I thought about that the other day and it really uh, it made me sad. <laughs> it really yeah. made me sad. Uh, you know, the, you guys are the guys I hang out with on the road and it's nothing against, you know, any of those other guys but i i don't know what i'm gonna do <laughs> i know i know i know i know lana and laura and Dee Dee are ready for us to get out on the road I, sally seems to like having david home <laughs> yeah yeah but i know i know our it's families not too are bad ready around us. here <laughs> i tell you what though there's there is nothing uh you can't replace being in the arena yeah with right. fans the ability to talk to other broadcasters coaches relationships that you've made around the league through the years, players before the game. I mean, uh, on with our players and buses and hotel lobbies and uh, just the brief exchanges in the hallways. I mean, I, I really underrated um, and took for granted a lot of things that I now realize are a big part of what makes uh, the job that we all have special. So I hope, uh, I just hope and pray we get back to it one of these days, but right now we're all doing the best we can. Right. Yeah. Well, guys, in the insight that we can have, I mean, if our if our plane gets delayed or if it's a rocky flight or we land at four in the morning, we were on those flights. We were able to to tell those stories and explain maybe why they start a little sluggish or why, you know, anything that happened on the road, all that stuff you're talking about, David, that that, yeah. that we, we kind of don't have that insight. Now. George, we're counting on you. You are our eyes and ears in the red zone. Help us out. No, you can't give us too much information. We'll be relying on you all year. I'm going to start lighting flares. If you see one flare go up, then that means, you know, that means something. And then we'll do two flares right. and we'll, we'll come up with a, with a system here. Just George, wait are at you going every now and then, George. Just George, are you, going to, are you going to Washington for the first trip? Will you be on I, that one? I am not. Joel Glass, our chief communications officer, will be going. My, my first trip is that long. If you look at the schedule, it's a long oh, yeah. East Coast, uh, <laughs> January. January, Boston, yeah. Brooklyn. It's uh yeah, I got a good one to start. I got I got to get a good one right off the bat. So, Boy. Yeah. yeah. See, I looked at the schedule, and the first thing I thought about, we had two games, so that'd been three lunches in oh. the D.C. area. I yes. know. How many different know. versions of the grilled cheese sandwich and chili? Can you go to Stoney's? 
I believe I can go places as long as I take it to go. And then, uh, or if it's out or if it's outdoor eating, if it's outdoor eating, I'm allowed, but I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't really done much outdoor eating in uh, central Florida. (laughs) So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on the, uh, I'm on the fence as far as where I'm going to go and what I'm going to do. I'm probably not going to do a whole lot. You're going to get four four days in Boston. You can sit out outside the sail loft and get yourself a nice chowder. That's it. If I could just get it by the gallon. As opposed yeah, to just yeah. by the cup this time, that'd be bring, great. And maybe, some of that. maybe you could. Hey, I know. Get an IV delivered to your room and just uh, <laughs> put it just in, intravenously. Just that sounds awesome. That's I could not think of a better way. But you could still go to Mike's though and pick up oh, your pastries. Yes, probably. You can. I'm gonna get my normal order there. <laughs> yeah, shoulder <laughs> to shoulder with people. <laughs> shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate it, and uh, let's have a lot of fun this year. It'll be different. It's the strangest year we've ever gone through, but, but let's, let's try to make the most of it and have a great season 32. Looking forward to it.